Yeah, here. We're fine. Determines my death style. Rising tide. Put you to the other side. No, this is not another episode about some kind of monster. Ugh. This is another episode of Get in the Garage. Today, it's the Hurricane Henri. Henri. Henri special. Hmm. And uh, nothing says playing it safe like putting Hooking our faces electrical next to electrical equipment, equipment yeah. and sitting on a sun porch. Next yeah. to a giant maple tree. Next to a dead maple tree. It's not dead, <laughs> dude. It's it just... is. Sick. You told me yourself. It's three quarters dead. Yeah. It's it's uh, what's the pruning itself? Yeah. <laughs> By dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's grandmother maple, man. Time to put grandmother man. maple. Uh, pull to her, pull her plug. Put her. Yeah. <laughs> There's a DNR. <laughs> Do not resuscitate. <laughs> anyway, uh, so today we're just kicking it. We are sans Luke. Lucas. I like how you go very French. Is it because of the Henri? Maybe. I think so. I'm inspired. <laughs> you like to say sans. Sans. Sans Luc. <laughs> yeah. Well, today it's, it's like I it's feel a more, dish. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it was on the specials menu, but unfortunately know, we friend, ran out of the ingredients. Can I interest you in some sans Luc? Um, but yeah, Henri. Um, so he's holding it down in his basement bunker and, uh, <laughs> and, Je- and Jeff and I are hanging out within the elements. Um, so we figured we would just like, you know, hang out, BS a little bit, shoot talk about, breeze. yeah, shoot the breeze, uh, talk a little bit what we've been listening to. Sure. Some interesting news in the world of music that I want to bring up. Dave Mustaine is officially a Gibson artist now. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And he was with what, ESP possibly uh, at some point. I think Maybe not. it was Jackson for a Dean. while. Dean. He had a D. Mm. Yeah, he had Dean um, signature like flying V's. Yeah. But I think he was either ESP or Jackson right before that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, but cool, now, though. now he's officially a Gibson artist. The video went up on YouTube. Mark Agnesi like teased it for yeah. a hot second there, and then it went up. But um, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the video yet. But I've only seen yeah. like bits and pieces. Just some another fifty-nine-year-old dude getting an endorsement deal. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever. it's. I had the thought though too, man, where I was thinking about it, and it was like, what's funny is is how Gibson has become. Gibson's kind of become like the Harley Davidson of yeah. guitar brands, where it's like the average Gibson guitar owner makes at least like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, a yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's one of those types of things. Because like, I it, you know like in comparison like the Harley Davidson thing that was yeah. like a, you know what I mean it was like a rebellious sort of uh, you know James Workman, Hetfield would call yeah. it like a beatnik kind yeah. of thing yeah <laughs> thing with his rat rod his rebel lifestyle but but yeah like Gibsons are generally you're gonna spend two grand yeah and, and any other brand you could get I mean we're kind of comparing apples and oranges but any other brand you would spend nine hundred bucks. Well, yeah, like it's there's a, there's there was like a meme that I saw that was like a twelve hundred dollar Fender versus right. a twelve hundred dollar Gibson, you know, and it's yeah. like it's happy sad face, whatever. But yeah. it's true though because Gibson, you are really paying for the name. I mean, dude, you look at some of those like Les Pauls, those like fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty Les Pauls. Yeah, those are mortgage guitars, man. Those are like two hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollar yeah. guitars. Yeah, you know. So that's what I'm saying though is like e- so even if you know you can get you can get a replica. Of a guitar like that, but you're still right. looking at like sixty five hundo, crazy. Yeah, and just like the the standard Les Pauls are twenty two hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I mean too whatever. much. Too much. Congratulations, Dave Mustaine. Congratulations. Hello, me. <laughs> Meet the <laughs> Meet real the me. real me. I'm endorsed by Gibson Guitars. <laughs> um. So good. Good on. Good on Dave Mustaine. Yeah. What other news? I haven't heard any music news other than we were supposed to see Kiss tonight and they canceled. Oh, I know. I had a guy. I was wearing. I was grabbing gas yesterday in anticipation for Henri. Yep. And um, I was at the gas station wearing my Kiss T-shirt, and ah. there was a guy that was standing at the, another gas pump. He's like, "Hey, man, I love the shirt." I was like, "I know. I was supposed to go see him tomorrow night, but fucking Henri." 
I bought a I bought a Kiss shirt yesterday. Did you? Which yeah. one did you get? Destroyer. Yeah. It was ten bucks at Kohl's. Yeah. <laughs> I, last time I was at Kohl's, what did what, what size? XL. XL. I, last time I was there, I couldn't find a Destroyer t-shirt. Was, in XL. There was I saw one them. They had left. them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a Europe, nineteen seventy eight or nine. Oh okay. North America tour. I don't know. I can't I, remember. The thing is, I picked up the Kiss T-shirt and I put it in my bag, and then I'm staring at all these other band T-shirts there in the same on the same rack, and I started to go, "Well, could I get another band T-shirt that's just like a black band T-shirt?" Because I don't really, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Kiss because my friends want to go to Kiss, but like, I don't give a fuck about Kiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, was, I immediately started second guessing wanting to buy it. <laughs> So then I'm like looking through the pile at like Led Zeppelin t-shirts or yep. Pink Floyd t-shirts. And then, I, and then I stood up, I shook my head. I'm like, what are you doing? Just get the Kiss t-shirt. So you walk into the crowd and everybody's like, eh, Kiss. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it was moved Feel to tomorrow part. night, but I don't think we're going to be able to go. Unfortunately. Yeah. Thanks, Andre. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Andre. You blew it. You blew it. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I, I know that feeling, though, where you're like sitting there looking at like the band t-shirts and being like do i really do i need this shirt do i need this rolling stones shirt you know what i'm saying and especially because i'm at the age where is it appropriate yeah is it appropriate appropriate for me me to endorse an artist who represents certain things and then i'm looking at other ones and you know it's like it's the classic black nirvana with the white squiggly smiley face yeah i mean it's yellow squiggly yeah 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 and I just thought, yeah, but I'm a fucking 33-year-old man. I don't know if I should be buying band T-shirts anymore. Yeah, I still buy. I'll still buy, like, a. Ma- I think certain band T-shirts are permissible. I think a Kiss T-shirt is permissible. Yeah. I think an Iron Maiden T-shirt is permissible. I guess, but maybe it's just me. I'm like a, I'm like a, wear a plain, 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 plain. Uh, I think uh, any, any disgusting death metal <laughs> band T-shirt's also appropriate. Yeah. N- most of the time, only because, like, you can't even read the band name anyway because the font, right. you know, like so people just think it's like a, like a like a bundle of sticks on yeah. your shirt, but you're like, no, this is the mm-hmm. band, it's yeah. a band logo. But yeah, I don't know what are what band. Let's think. Let's let's do some get in the garage deep thinking here yeah. and think okay. what are the permissible band T-shirts. Well, I think any band for me personally, it would be any band that like doesn't represent just. Over the top, aggressive, masculine douchebaggery. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Like I saw in the piles, they had like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. They had um, Heart. So yeah. honestly, like that's for me. That's the route is yeah. to is to play it safe and just endorse it because those are bands I like too. But just like, endorse bands that that have that have tomorrow, female members no. so that I can't be like, no, no, I don't like this band that has all bad politics and yeah. I feel you. See, the, the thing is, though, is I, I feel like uh, the pro. So with us, obviously, we have the, you know, we have the, the know-how of, like, you know, the, the bands that we're repping, right? Like, in other words, I'll say this. In my youth, I have gotten called out on the band shirt. Name the three t-shirt. songs. Na- oh, not even <laughs> yeah. name three songs. Like, yeah. which period do you prefer? Oh. I wore, so when I first started hanging out with the hippies. Yeah. Uh, was, oh, dangerous game! I was gift. Oh, let me tell you, I was gifted a Grateful Dead T-shirt, and this is when I was still getting to know the Dead. Like I was still, you know what I'm saying? Like I hadn't really dove deep into the Dead. Yeah. However, I received a gift. It was a T-shirt, and it was the Grateful Dead live July seventh, nineteen seventy-two. Which oh, July seventh? You should have been there. It's <laughs> a great. If night. you remember it, man, were you even there? You know, so. Uh, but July 7th is my birthday. So oh, I was like, okay. oh, this is cool. Like, and I'm just getting into them, you know? Yeah. And man, I walked, I was going to walk to a concert and like walk in and I was like smoking a cigarette outside the front. And this kid comes up to me and he's just kind of like, oh, you like the Grateful Dead, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm getting into them. Yeah. He's like, well, which period do you prefer? You know, like the pre, like the pig do pen you like the or the, the after period or pig pen and this and that and the other. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This was a gift. <laughs> like. It was a gift because it has my birthday on it, and I just started listening to the Grateful Dead. I'm sorry, you know. My but I felt so my favorite song is "Touch of Grey." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, now I'll just light them up. I'll just be like, "Let me tell you." Yeah. Let me tell you. But I mean, the the one of my favorite things to see was speaking of the Grateful Dead is there was a kid 
that I knew that played guitar, who's like a hardcore Yes fan, Ugh. and was in a bar surrounded by Wooks, as yeah. they're called, yeah. the the feral humans, yeah. that wildings, <laughs> the wildings, and uh, and he was like talking shit. He's like, "Fuck Jerry Garcia, fuck the Grateful <laughs> Dead. Yes, is the clearly the superior band. Let me tell you about what's his name, Chris Squire, or yeah, right. Yeah. Let me tell you about Fippertronics, <laughs> <laughs> Frippertronics. I mean. You know, like so. Uh, and he and and what's funny is is that he almost got his ass beat. Because they're like... With poi. Blasphemy with poi. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of pepper spray, it's just glow light yeah. spray. It's <laughs> oh. you in the eyes and then they beat it's you. It's not pepper spray. It's straight... <laughs> yeah. It's straight acid. Yeah. <laughs> See you next month, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you next month. Yeah. You I get beat up with well, poi and hula hoops. The last time I, I wore a shirt that I was like, hope nobody tries to start a conversation. That was I was like probably eleven years old. Yeah, because I make sure like shirts I've worn in the past were like Appetite for Destruction, which I know front to back, uh, Injustice for All, which I know very well. Yeah, um, you know, even things like you know, Dark Side of the Moon or Ice. I had an Ice Cube shirt. Oh yeah, I, had, I you know, but I don't. I'm. I don't. I don't put myself in that position. You yeah. are classic. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. I do. You you try to hide in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a day walker. <laughs> I remember I was invited to this I was invited to uh this uh like this punk rock show, you know. Yeah. Kind of punk kind of like it was it was it was you know, it was a weird time. It was like it was those kids that like would would push uh clothespins through like the tops of their hands. Sure, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that crowd. Yeah. So, uh, and like eraser burns just for no reason. So, um, I remember going to the show and me being like, well, I'm a metalhead, you know, yeah. like trying to be like the superior <laughs> metalhead. I bought a suffocation t-shirt. <laughs> it's this death metal band, yeah. you know, and it's funny because that was like the most brutal looking one. They just happened to have at hot topic. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about this band, but fuck it. I'm just going <laughs> to buy it anyway. Thank God, man. Nobody asked me yeah. about it. No, because nobody knew because it's, mm. you know, it's a completely different crowd, you know, yeah. but good God. I remember walking up to it and just being like, I should never bought this fucking shirt. Like, what if somebody asks me yeah. about this band? I'm going to look like such a jackass. Like, <laughs> I know that's nobody why. in this band. I know no songs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's like, I've well, I heard like there was one, there was one album that I had kind of heard. Mm. When I was going through like the heavy death death metal phase, but I was I was into other bands. I was into like Autopsy and Cannibal yeah. Corpse, and like you know there were other ones. But Suffocation was not one of them though. But you know that's all Hot Topic had. You're like I love that one song, Suffocation. No, no breathing. breathing. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck like, you, Papa Roach. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. Yeah. But I, 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 I have feel, the Destroyer T-shirt at home. I I'll, was looking forward to wearing it tonight. I'll say this: I think an ACDC shirt. Is okay. Yeah, but that's another thing. People wear it because it's like ACDC is like the Ford of hard rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so You clip that. You heard it like... here first, folks. ACDC <laughs> is the Ford of hard rock. So, yeah, if I wore an ACDC shirt, I would have no qualms because someone would be like, oh, you like ACDC? And I could name 10 albums and 40 songs. And like, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. A Ramones t-shirt is appropriate. I like a Ramones t-shirt. I do, I do too. I wouldn't wear one. I only know like six songs. Yeah, yeah. I'd be afraid to wear one. I have standards when it comes to myself. Yeah, right. It's right. based out of fear though, because I never want to be in a situation where I have to bullshit my way. Into, right. Especially because I love music so much. Yeah. I I couldn't fake knowing anything about a band. I don't know anything. Oh about. yeah. Like yeah, I love the Ramones. My favorite member. Um, no, it's a J name. Jimmy. 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 Jimmy Ramone. Jimmy Ramone. <laughs> Joey. Johnny. Jerome. Jer- Jerome. <laughs> Jerome Ramon, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- that's how I am with sports. Uh, yeah, I know. Attire. True. I can't. I don't dare. I don't dare. That's. I mean, it's not why, but I. Part of the reason why I don't wear sports stuff is because I don't follow them anymore. Yeah, I used to follow the Giants. Psh, I still have a couple hats, a couple shirts. Yeah, I almost never wear that stuff because I haven't watched football in three years, four yeah. years. Right. Right. And football, especially, has such a cha- turnover. I was There's on, a whole new yeah. team every year. Like, I don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, Michael Strahan's not on the Giants <laughs> anymore? When the fuck did that happen? You know? 
and Eli's gone now too, so it's yeah, it sucks because I can't you can't do that the generic let's talk about the Giants no. thing where you can kind of like make people think you know what you're talking about and just be like oh yeah Eli's Eli. If you want to go generic when it comes to sports, you got to know the head coach name, quarterback name, yeah, and maybe one defensive player name, yeah, and then you'll be fine. You can bullshit about football. So if we're speaking about music and football, I mean, is there anything greater than the? I can't finish it because we'll probably get sued. What what network is that though? Fox. Yeah, Fox. But I like CBS's too. CBS has one that's kind of like yeah, they're all good. Yeah, I love what I what my favorite one is is on Fox when it's like mellow. It's like Fox is my favorite piano. Yeah, I used to play a Fox basketball game. When I on Nintendo sixty four, I was like ten years old. Oh, N sixty four, NCAA basketball, and so I I have that theme song burned into my brain. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's a good one. It the other ones good are one. good though too, but Fox to me stands out because it's it's so triumphant. Yeah, it has like the the horns. It's very like yeah that that like four part fanfare in the beginning is yeah pretty good. It's so cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, some more music news. I yes. just I just saw some music news. Let me pull up on my phone. Um, but today, or yesterday, yesterday I guess technically, um, the last remaining Everly brother died. Oh. Don Everly. His brother Phil died like seven, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Oh, rest so, in peace. Classic old rock and roll band. Yeah. Um, Wake Up Little Suzu was a big hit. All I Have to Do is Dream was a big hit. Um, I think that they, I'm trying to think, they might have like broken up on stage in like a fist fight. <laughs> oh, really? I think it was them. Um, but anyway, so he know. he died yesterday, and he was he was rather old. Yeah, I mean, how I old? I think in his mid 80s. Yeah. Um, but they are they were one of the. Uh, one of those bands, when you listen to harmonies, it's like how we've talked about before with the Bee Gees or with the Haim Sisters or other groups like that. When you have family members that do music together, and especially singing harmony, it's so cool because like, generally siblings' like voices are pretty similar. Yeah. Um, and so when you combine them, it's like this beautiful sound. So play some Everly Brothers today. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, other music news. Yeah, between the Barrett and me released Colors Two. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's my that's my two word reveal. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Shit sandwich. No. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> when did God create this band, <laughs> and why couldn't He have rested on that day? Dude? Colors Two. Yeah, uh, colors all two. shades of gray. Gray, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I remember there was I was uh. So Colors is, you know, I think I'm trying to remember when Colors came out. I think we were I'm talking earlier. I can... think it was like 2008. Uh, and I, I mean, for me, I think that Colors is like if you're gonna if you're gonna one and done it for between the Barrett and me, uh, Colors is it. And they have a, a really good like live set of it, like a live cut uh, where they play the entire album and it's like front to back, uh, and it's killer. And they just released. I think as like a precursor to the release of Colors 2, they released more recently a uh, a Colors 1 remaster, but I have to say I'm not a fan of the remaster. Um, oh. I did not oh, really enjoy it. Mother Maple. Oh, yeah, huh? Something fell. Um, the thing I didn't like about the remaster was like I found like the guitar levels were like super super low. It was cool to oh. hear. It was cool. It was nice to listen to like what the bass was doing because their bass player is absolutely incredible. But um, but I just I didn't like the levels of the guitar. And likewise, I'll say I haven't listened to the entirety of Colors Two yet. I real I just realized that it came out like literally yeah. yesterday. So I listened to it a little bit on the drive home from work. I have like a half hour commute, so mm. uh, and it's cool. I mean, it's there's a lot of like mirroring of the original album um, in spots where like say they do triplets, they come in and it's like I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but like they do a lot of like off time stuff that mimics stuff that was on the previous colors, mm. but like kind of turned it upside down on his head and like did different sort of rhythmical things with it, but. Um, 
Yeah, everything that I've listened to, I enjoyed it, but it's it's like I don't know. I'm getting soft. I I'm having a hard time just listening to the noise, uh, mm. g- grind metal art core stuff that Between the Buried and Me does. I used to like it was literally like I would wake up every morning and listen to stuff like Between the Buried and Me and Cannibal Corpse and Death and all this shit. But now it's like oh, God, I just can't. I just want to listen yeah. to like Gates Gilberto and just like fucking like yeah. <laughs> make an omelet. <laughs> like that's all I'm trying to do. Like I'm. I just, I don't know, the anger's gone, I guess. It's like, I can appreciate, like, the prog rock side of it, and I yeah. like the fact that they, that be, between the Barrett and me, it's, it's, it is sort of Doors-ish in the way that they will always kind of sound like that time right. in metal. Because if you listen to the other prog metal stuff that's happening, your peripheries, contortionist, like, there's a lot of these modern metal bands where they're all playing, like, eight, nine-string guitars, yeah, you know, and they're doing these really like super rhythmic stop start off, and then like like it's very it's almost like video game soundtrack music though. Yeah, like current prog metal. Yeah, which is where cool, but... where between the barrier to me, I feel like they at least like stay true to the sound that they created with like Alaska and Colors and that like emo core meets prog metal. Yeah, whatever. right. Because because yeah, because yeah. even in like. Uh, the beginning of this one, likewise with the the original uh, Colors album. I'll just keep waiting. Doom, doo, doo, doo. Like he, there's, there's keyboards, and, keyboard yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's keyboards. There's synth on it. There's there's a lot of heavy synth use on right. this, so it's cool. It's really cool, but it's definitely like, you know, I ha- I have to be in the mood to listen to it. Otherwise, I'm mm. not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not good decompression decompression music because no. it's like I well, just got enough of work. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I'm already. I'm already having part my, of the machine. <laughs> yeah, my boat, my bones are being rattled by vibrating machines. I don't need to, you know. Have yeah, this I'll have jarring. to check it out. I, my impression of that band was, um, I started listening to them with Alaska, and I just felt like the screamed vocals were like way too much for me. Yeah, and it's even very... back then, I liked I liked screamed vocals. Yeah, and it's just like it's for whatever reason the tone of it and all that stuff it's too much of the high and the white noise of it all and it's not as focused or whatever whatever yeah it's more like that squawking like yeah and whatever so it's not my thing um but i did listen to colors when i came out i was in college and i gave it a shot i listened to it you know two or three times to see if i enjoyed it and i enjoyed that they used a lot more of that melodic type of stuff and prog type of stuff um but i don't know it's not a band that ever has grasped me and yeah. uh one thing i do know about that band which i i assume is kind of rare for bands that kind of debuted in the early 2000s is i'm pretty sure that the whole band has remained intact since that era i think yeah, like i since they're... i since probably that alaska 2005 2006 time i believe that they've had all the the whole the band has stayed the same. Yeah, I don't think there have ever been any lineup changes, no. So, and, like, I mean, that's they... cool because then there's, like, there's a natural evolution in their sound rather than, like, oh, we got a new guitar player and new drummer and we decide to go in this different direction, or which is understandable, too, but it's kind of nice to see a band as a unit um, evolve over the years. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, I, I like but I yeah, said. Yeah, as far as I... metal, metal music and aggressive music in general, I don't, I'm not drawn to because I look for music to like calm me or yeah. soothe me or uplift me or whatever. And generally the harsh or harsh, like, or the, like it yeah. doesn't do that for me. So when it comes to metal music now, I go much more towards the like tool, a, pers- a perfect circle, yeah, more yeah, like yeah. emotive, pulsating, low, Drone-y. you know, yeah. And yeah. just like, it's still metal music, but it's not this like fast tempo or screamy or yeah, you know. yeah. I went to the. Re- I've been kind of doing a lot of metal lately. If you want to talk about like maybe think what we've been listening to, and I'll pass the ball to you after I talk about it. But like another band that I listened to since we've been since I've been doing a lot of metal is uh, Opeth as well. I've talked about Opeth a little bit on you the love podcast, Opeth. but I I do, man. I absolutely I've love, never listened to them. I absolutely love Opeth. They're 
they're sort of like another like prog metal gods yeah. kind of thing but they their approach is way more like where where between the buried and me is pretty clearly like an american metal band yeah. uh opeth is pretty blatantly like a swedish mm. death metal influence type of band but they they abandoned all the like super super heavy distortion and all that kind of stuff for something a little bit more dare i say like blue oyster cult ish Mm. Uh, in terms of sound, there's a lot of Mellotron, but oh. everything is is just like it's like heavy, it's like heavy overdrive, not that super saturated like distortion that they used to have. Like yeah. there was that there's a uh, there's an album called Heritage, and that's kind of like the 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 line in the sand of being like, oh no, Opeth is now this sort of like quiet, loud, quiet, loud, experimental sort of like prog. They went from prog metal to prog rock, I would sure. say. You know, King Crimson influenced, Yes influenced, and stuff like that. But the two albums that I would recommend um, are, hang on, let me pull them up real quick because there are quite a few that I really, really like and songs too. Um, yeah, Watershed. I like Watershed on that album. Pretty much everything is great. The Lotus Eater's great, Burden's great, Porcelain Heart's great. Ghost Reveries is another album that came out in 2005. Uh, Reverie Harlequin Forest is probably my favorite al- uh, song on the album. Ghost of Perdition's great, Beneath the Mire's great. And then Morning Rise is an early one. That one was 1996. That only has one, two, three, four, five, six tracks on it. And those are great. Like Black Rose Immortal's great, To Bid You Farewell, The Night in the Silent Water. Um, so... Yeah, check out Opeth if you're into. For me, Op- the reason this is about the time that I start listening to Opeth almost every single year because we're sort of moving into fall, and they're the spooky. Yeah, <laughs> they're spooky. So, and yeah. then anything a- like Heritage and After is also great. But I like their entire discography, all for completely different reasons. But Heritage, uh, and then. Um, uh sorceress and they just dropped another album i want to say early last year too that was pretty good too and it has two different versions there's one version in swedish and one version in english so that's pretty cool Hmm. so there's my (laughs) long-winded talk about it was almost as long as an intro to an opeth song yeah there you go nine minute long songs that's it baby that's what we do that's what we do Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. What about you, though? What have you been listening to? Um, well, if we want to kind of take that, I, I was listening to a metal band um, in the past week, and that's Baroness. Oh, yeah. It's a band that I've been trying to get into because um, that, as far as metal music goes, they are kind of like the difference between uh, in your face and a more like relaxed. They're yeah. kind of a happy happy medium for me. They lean like Sabbath esque too. They have yep. right. They have more. Bl- they have some bluesy influences yep. in there and stuff. It's like almost no, almost no or no scream vocals. It's all sung. Yeah, and it's like their current lineup. They have a female lead guitar player and she does uh, co vocals too. Mm-hmm. So it's cool because a lot of songs have two-part harmonies the whole time and stuff like that. Um, so I've been listening to them a lot. Whatever their last two albums were. Uh, like Gold and Purple or something yeah, like that? Because they, the, they do the colored-themed right. ones. Purple was maybe two albums ago, and the latest one was Gray and Gold, or I don't know. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Out. Gray and Gold sounds right. Yeah, all, all blue, of their red. stuff is, yeah. All of their albums are very good. So I think they have like five albums out, and they're all worth checking out. Um, other things I've listened to, uh, of course I got to get a healthy dose of funk music. So I've really been playing to death, uh, the Corey Wong live albums. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey Wong is a guitar player who plays with Wolfpack, 
who's a that's a funk band that I really really like and Corey has his own solo stuff and he's like extremely prolific and um he has a band that is super tight and they they play more of that he's from Minneapolis so they play more of that uh Minneapolis sound funk where it's really danceable it's really uh catchy and melodic and it's almost entirely all instrumental music um but you still like it's all so hooky and yeah. um so in particular I would recommend checking out the Live in Minneapolis uh Live in Minneapolis album that Corey Wong did he it's a homecoming thing and it's he's has his band which is him on guitar they have bass keys drums and on that album uh they have a three part horn section too and uh it's 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 amazing and he also in the same like tour he made three live albums in that tour he made the live in minneapolis he made the live at the lido deck which was he was playing on like a yacht rock cruise (laughs) (laughs) or like a smooth jazz cruise or something and so like it's a bunch of songs taken from dates on that cruise and then he has another a live album which is live in the uk which are taken from different dates that he did all over uh england and ireland and scotland and stuff so really good stuff um i'm looking forward to seeing him you know hopefully because it's getting to be in february so we'll see where things are at with live music but if anybody wants to join me february 4th it's a friday night at brooklyn steel in new york city in brooklyn new york um, tickets are only 30 bucks and oh, nice. I re- highly recommend checking out the whole live Minneapolis set is on YouTube as one long hour and 40 minute video. Yep. Um, he also, Corey Wong has a YouTube series that he put out called Corey and the Wong notes. <laughs> and they did like, I think it was like 10 episodes. They're all, um, maybe 15 to 20 minutes long. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause it's basically like. He has his backing band and they do live performances, but then he does like little skits and interviews. And it's, it has this kind of like, it's like adult swim meets Sesame street. Meets, <laughs> like yeah. it's a little bit, it's, it's just really entertaining and it's very like, you know, ironic and like yeah. full, full, uh, commitment to like the dad joke type of thing. Cause he's, he's, uh, like, you know, a guy in his late thirties, he has a couple of small kids and all that stuff. Um, nasty though. Uh, He's like the best funk guitar player I think alive. Um, yeah, his I, right I hand. Would agree. His right hand yeah. is, uh, and I mean his right hand is a ma- it's a machine because he's just so consistent, so solid on the like. But he does such tricky stuff, fretting, and he does all these like two note melodic phrasing the whole time, and yeah, really really good. So I'm heavy into Corey Wong currently, and then other people I've been listening to I. I listened, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the new John Mayer album, Sob Rock. Yeah. Which is... Life is hard. Life is hard, rock soft. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very, uh, it's like dad rock, but it's yeah. it's good. It's it's not my favorite John Mayer album. I would I would put it probably at the middle of the pack. Yeah. It's but, for, I, 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 I just love the marketing of it. Yeah, I love yeah. the angle of it. It's so yeah. funny. And like, because what was that? Was, was Blue Indigo? Is that one of the songs or something? That's a where, new one. Where blue he's like, Blue, right? One. Yeah. And he's like, he's wearing like the double breasted suit jacket yeah. with like a t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so Clapton. Or the first video was, I think the song is called Shot in the Dark. And that's the one where it's like, it looks like a John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. Like, it's like dark staircases and yeah. black cats. And he's like hitting stained glass windows. Yeah. And like, um, yeah. yeah. Full commitment to the joke. Yeah. Cause he's like, I think he's about 45 now. And you know what's crazy? New era. Him and Joe Bonamassa are the same age. Nah. Yes. Joe, well, Joe Bonamassa is probably like three or four years older. But. No, I think I think they're exactly the same age. I'm gonna do Joe Bonamassa right has now. been 48 since he was 20. <laughs> 20 yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on, let me. Let, I I have to look this up. I know though, John now. Mayer was born in 77. I do know that. John Mayer was born in 77. Yes. Okay. Joe Bonamassa. Let's see. Okay, hold on. Joe Bonamassa, May 8th, 1977. Oh, my God. Joseph Leonard Bonamassa. Jesus. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're both 44. Wow. And he was born in New Hartford, New York. John Mayer's only 43. He'll be 44. What? When? Year. 
Yeah. In like two months. They'd like to, yeah. So, okay, so Bonamassa's got like three months on him. Yeah. That is surprising. I would, <laughs> I would have thought Bonamassa was at least five years older. Yeah, well, because he certainly looks like he is. Yeah. yeah. But also, John Mayer has been so, so famous for so long that it's kind of hard to think that he's only 43. Yeah, he, that's what, uh, yeah. His first I, album, I think, was 2002. Yeah. 2003, 2003, maybe. Yeah. Room for Squares. So that first, like, breakout album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's good. Sob Rock, yeah. solid. Yeah. I would say out of his whole catalog, it's probably like, I don't know how many albums he's done, maybe nine or 10. It's yeah. probably five for me. Five? Yeah, let's look. Yeah. Let, you want to do a John Mayer ranking? Yeah, let's do a quick John Mayer ranking. Have you, have you listened to enough of his albums to... To know, I mean, you can I, you can skip over. You can I, you can pass on any that you don't know. Yeah, I know which ones I don't listen. to. I know to. them all. Yeah, so I would say this so is his eighth full length album. Yeah. All right. So number one, Continuum. The number one for you is Continuum. Uh, easily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easily. I'll go. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I'll go Continuum for number one as well. Number two? Number two. Probably number two just because I played it to death. Probably Room for Squares. Yeah? It's not really like... Oh. Woo. No, we're we're good. We never stopped recording. We're dimming. We're dimming, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably... Probably number two is Room for Squares. On race, like, let me tell you my top five. John <laughs> None. None. Because it has, like, it has the hits. Yeah, like, that's Your Body's a Wonderland. And, and and I personally like Room for Squares a lot because it is overly jazzy. Yeah. Ooh. Woo. It made a noise, so it might have stopped. No, it's still, it's still recording. We're uh, good. Um... Yeah, it's like every chord is like an add nine sharp five. Right, like right, right. Create, it was he was coming right out of doing Berkeley for a year and yeah. he's just like putting everything on everything. What is number two for you then? Uh heavier things might be number two for okay. me. Yeah. And okay. then Yeah, and then number three would be room for squares. Okay. Number three for me would be um the one he put out a couple years ago, the search for everything. Yeah? Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, is that which one is? Um, never it's on. one he released as like three, five song EPs over like a year, and then he packaged them all together. Um, okay. Still feel like your man. Love on the weekend. Still feel like your man. So yeah, good. moving on, getting over. Never on the day you leave. Yeah, you're gonna live forever. Me, like it. it you know it, that one's. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Now that you like list off the the songs though. Yeah. Yeah. And then huh. maybe my next one would be heavier things. Yeah. How about let's let's just skip to the bottom. What would the, what's the worst John Mayer? Battle studies. Battle studies. <laughs> Fart. Fucking <laughs> guitar fail. <laughs> <laughs> because battle studies Get sounds like he was make he was trying to make uh like the Joshua tree. <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. But it's so I think he made it at a time where he had just done like all these interviews and they were really offensive and like he was trying to be funny, but he's talking about like my dick is a white supremacist and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And you're like, yo, you're a fucking douche. Yeah. And then he happens. makes this album where it's like, he's like looking all forlorn on the cover. It's supposed to be all about heartbreak and like yeah. his real feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you are a douche, man. Yeah. Um, heartbreak warfare. Half of my heart. Cause this is when he was dating Katy Perry, right? 2009 yes, yeah because didn't i wasn't half of she's on a song yeah uh and then yeah second from the bottom i would go yeah battle studies and then paradise valley because it's just like you already did the neil young thing young thing with born and raised we don't need a second follow-up like i agree because born and raised is better than paradise valley yeah so yeah. Going, i mean born and raised is i love queen of california amazing something like olivia amazing right Love is a verb. Whiskey, 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 whiskey. Walt Grace's water, submarine water, water, water. test is. That's my favorite one. Is yeah. Walt Grace's submarine test. So it's like, yeah, that album. Born was and killer. raised with, maybe not all of Crosby, Stills and Nash, but two of the three. Oh albums. yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously, like where the light is, is an amazing like. Double. Right, I don't have to, I don't have that on my list because it's a lot. It's not. Thing, but, yeah, yeah, right. 
And the trio Try album. Yeah, Try's Those awesome. would be high if those were like studio albums. Those, yeah. I mean, Try... Try would be a top four. Yeah. On the list. Yeah, but for anyway. sure. If we were including them, yes. Yeah. So, so Sob Rock for me is like... It would probably be number four or number five. On the yeah, list. it sits somewhere in there. I just love... I, I, I just... It'd be either before or after Born and Raised. Yeah, it's like the nice price tag on it. And what's that? It looks, it's, it looks like a... It's spot, it has like Spotify a Spotify... 2021. Yeah, but thing. it looks like the old Caldor, like... <laughs> Caldor. <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah, man. It's dope. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't listened to enough of that album, oh, okay. to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, check it out. It's It's cool, too, because like... He fully commits to that um, Don Henley, late 80s, Steve Winwood, mm. mid 80s, like that eight, late 80s Eric Clapton kind of vibe. And it's it's consistent throughout. So it's a nice theme of the whole album. Yeah. Um, but great songs. And, and also it's like he released a couple songs like over like two years ago. Like New Light, I think, dropped in 2018 as a single. Yeah. But yeah, then no, he packaged, he the video and yeah, all that. Yeah, and then he put it on this album. Yeah. Um but you know, there's a couple of cringing songs. Why You Know Love Me is just it's like the worst of uh who is that guy who used to play with the Grateful Dead? Who did who did that song Changes? The Changes. Right? That Tupac know. sampled? Oh. Um, What's that guy's name? I don't know. He's, he got the beard, right? No. No? No. He's from the Grateful Dead? He played with them for like three years. Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. So it's like, there's a couple this that- This is why I don't wear Grateful Dead t-shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know Bruce Hornsby, though? I mean, uh, yeah. You but, know some songs. I, yeah. But yeah, so- I don't know that I know There's a couple him, songs that like veer into like super over the top, just ugh, cringing songs. But, but for the most part, the majority of this new album is really, really solid. Yeah. And it's kind of stripped down too, which is nice cuz I like his stuff that's a little bit more like um precise and like purposeful, but I don't mind when it's like pretty stripped back and minimal. Yeah. yeah and the man. videos, so, man. The videos are just so funny. I'm just I'm just I'm so sad. Why is that? That we're not going to get to go see Kiss. I'm just the only reason why I say this and I bring it up is because I'm like looking on my phone and I saw a thing for Kiss. I'm sorry. I hate I keep bringing it up. Oh, you know why I'm not that sad though? Why? Because they canned David Lee Roth as the oh, opening act. Oh, yeah, let's talk music S- news. So fuck them. Yeah. Maybe that's why the hurricane came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the just the fact that Gene Simmons had the nerve to be like, oh, he's washed up, and, it's and like, like say it, he really? said it in an interview. Yeah, what a douche, man. But it's funny because he, it was very like, it was two faced in the way that it was like, uh, he's like, you know, there are there's guitar, there's front men that David, you know, you ha- sure you have Robert Plant, sure you have Rod mm-hmm. Stewart, but you know, David Lee Roth is like the guy of guys, and it's just like. Okay, and then he's like, "Yeah, but he's a chump," <laughs> you know, like he's 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 old news, and you're just like old news. You want to talk about old news? Like I love Kiss, but yo, for real, yeah. Come on, Gene Simmons. This is their seventh farewell tour. Yeah, the they finally called it the end of the world tour. Oh and they, good God, if the end of the world comes and it is ushered out by the soundtrack of Kiss, Ugh. I mean, it certainly feels that way. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I the because I know David Lee Roth isn't David Lee Roth anymore. Yeah, he's a he's a different kind of animal. But <laughs> but he's also he's entertaining. Yeah, and he's just gonna run around stage and yelp and scream and sing his yeah and shake his ass and yeah. wear his leather pants and like whatever. Panama. Let the man rock. Yeah, that's what I. I I'm mean. sure his band is a bunch of kick ass like pros and. Yeah, I think it was just the vocals thing, right? It was the fact that he had to just have like. The oh yeah, he up. sucks now. Yeah, he just can't sing. It's but then again, I'm I'm in my early thirties. I can I can't hit most of those notes. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's like what fifty something? Yeah. No, he's sixty six. Is he? Let's look it up. How is? I think he was born in fifty five. Let's see. Let's look. Let's look here. Exciting stuff. I think he was born in 55. I think Eddie was born in 57. 54. Ah, 54. so close. So he's, yeah, he's 60, but he's 66, yeah. 
Yeah. October 10th, 1954. 66 years old. Yeah, so who in the world... Listen, all I'm saying is, is David Lee Roth is going... <laughs> and Paul Stanley's like, it's going to be one of them hot nights. He's you like, know, I'm like, going to see you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just okay. like, just a tired, sad Ugh. David Lee Roth. I just, I was just excited because I wanted to potentially see the back of Paul Stanley's head just, <laughs> just, just, just go into a complete blazing inferno. Polly the no eared monster. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking for because that's why when you guys said let's go see Kiss, we didn't know David Lee Roth was opening. Because if I had known that, I would say, "Oh, you want? You mean let's go see David, David Lee Roth?" Because that's right, what right, the show right, is. Right. But it's about the production and about the pyrotechnics and about the costumes, yeah. about the rising drum riser and like the fucking glitter and spikes and all that stuff. Yeah, the music. Like I don't give a fuck. about I the mean, music. I watched the video yeah. and it's like literally they're doing this like rock tune. <laughs> Looking like like animatronics, Chuck E. Cheese. That's that's literally what they look like, though. Let me see. Let me pull it up. And if anybody... I watched a video of them from like 1973, and to me, that's how they already looked back then. Yeah, well, no, because that was like, that's like part of the thing, though, you know, like... Wearing um, giant platform shoes and looking like marionette dolls. Yeah, man, that's what they, they... Here's them. This is last night. I don't think any of this is picked up on the... On the thing. I don't know. But whatever. If not, we'll cut it all out. If it is, if it is. If he dies, <laughs> he dies. Okay, so here's... Let's see. This is we're watching Detroit Rock City from the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts. The 18th. Oh, they did multiple shows? Oh, I'm Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they this, whoever this guy is, he's lucky he's not going to get sued for this. This is... You can get in trouble for this. This is Kiss. <laughs> Right now, space freely. Space freely. Yeah, amazing. Get down. Yeah, look at the lasers and the lights and these old men with fucking makeup on. <laughs> oh my god, I love the fans though, because like not yeah. like the people. I mean, like the fans that are sitting blowing their hair, blowing back their like hair away. Their... Look at look at him. He looks like a like he looks like a bat. Look at him. Like <laughs> and the way he like he like. Does this weird head, this bobblehead move, Gene Simmons? I mean, I love Kiss. This isn't to talk shit on them, but it's just like... Maybe that's a key to like the makeup and costumes. You can't tell that they're 70 years old. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. You can't at all. Like They look the same. You can tell in the arms a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Those are the arms. Those are the, you know... But it's like, yeah, because he's like... He just looks he's like... He's just this... in a coat of armor. Yeah, look, uh, and the flicking the tongue and... You know, it's 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 all it's so gimmicky, but at the same time, I love them. I can't front like I can't act like I don't love Kiss. But it's like, what's that guy's name? Who's the replacement? Tommy something? Oh, I don't know. Luke would know. <laughs> Tommy Baloney. Tommy Bahama. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they didn't do that thing. But yeah, it's very much it's very much like that sort of like uh, musically. Um, it's like straight up the. It's like. It's almost too simple. I was singing. I was singing. I was made for loving you the other day, and it's just like, oh yeah, these lyrics are just hot garbage. Because he's like, tonight, I'll do it all for you. Cause girl, you were made for me. Girl, I was made for you. Yeah, You're it's like, all uh, paint by numbers. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guitar wise, like you think a band, like I'm kind of like a slouch when it comes to guitar. I could probably play every single song that they ever wrote. Oh yeah, I could probably play the lead guitar of every song they've ever wrote. Like I, they, they don't write. Nothing is complicated. Nothing's more than just down, da da da, I would like. It's to like just, honky tonk. It's like super simple. I just would like to read off some song titles. <laughs> yeah, actually, I could I could read off some song titles. Love Gun is Love that one. Love Gun, yeah. Love Gun. I'll be a gambler, baby. Lay down the lay down the bet. We get together, mama. You'll sweat. <laughs> I mean, it's like so lazy. It's like Yeah. It's That's so, that era though. Yeah, it's just everything is just yeah, so so It's like oversexed nineteen fifty nine rock and roll. Yeah. Cause it's basically it's just Elvis songs that are supercharged. Yeah. I mean, like, so calling Dr. Love. 
Yeah. Do you love me? <laughs> Lick it up, of course. Yeah. God of Thunder. I mean, Love Gun is is a great song title, though. It's so it's so bad and <laughs> so so you know I, I I know everything it is. Yeah. You know, but I mean, come on, it's like Kiss, man. They might any way you slice it. They're a band that's going to outlive so many other bands just because of the marketing. Yeah, but they're smart, dude. I forget. I think I was. I think it was like I was watching. I think I was watching the Rush documentary, and they're talking to mm. Geddy Lee, and Geddy Lee's like, they literally have notebooks worth of records from like the first show. Yeah. Of like how much they made, right. which costumes were worn, what the set list, what like literally everything, yeah. like every dollar that's that's moved through the band has been documented, and like, I mean, you got you got to. Well, yeah. let's talk, man. Let's let's keep it real. Culturally, yeah. Raised by parents who survived the Holocaust mm-hmm. or or the era of the Holocaust, I should say, if yeah. not directly, Jewish culture. Yeah. Entrepreneurial families. Yeah. They learned that shit right, man. Yeah. Cuz they started that band when they were like 17, 18, 19 years old. Yeah, man. And they knew got to keep track of that where that money's going you got to make sure yeah. you control that stuff you got to make sure you own your own license you got to read those contracts yeah these weren't a bunch of fucking hoodlums who were like eh, rock and roll man we'll sign the deal they were smart they were good enter- enterprising mm-hmm. and yeah it's business baby business yeah so but that's i think to speak to what you were saying in terms <laughs> fast of fast like, forward to the future it. kiss coffins <laughs> <laughs> dude that's what i'm saying though these dudes and that's i think the thing is is that's why it was such it's such marketing like sort of genius mm. cuz every member has a character right. it's all memorable you can you can see the paint and recognize the paint regardless of who's right. wearing cuz like no matter who you are no matter what your face your facial like structure looks like when yeah. you're when you're have the the Gene Simmons demon face paint, you'll always look like you know what right. I'm saying. So like it doesn't matter. They were like, like a they were like an early set. I and I think purposely they they've talked about this, is they were they came up in the era of the late '60s like Hanna Barbera cartoons, and that's what they were. They were trying to be like rock and roll superheroes, and like let's have a cartoon, let's have lunch boxes, let's have, yeah. yeah. It's like I just would. I just wanted to just share my my most favorite. Kiss Have you ever album seen the cover. movie that Gene Simmons is in? It's called Extract. No. It's it's really funny actually. It's like one of those underrated, missed comedies of the early two thousands. It was got. It was done by the guy who did Beavis and Butthead and like Office Space and stuff. Was that Mike Judge? Yeah, Mike yeah. Judge. Check out Extract. Gene Simmons plays some douchey like CEO business guy. No, you don't say. <laughs> real, he's like a real estate guy. He has his own like terrible TV commercials and stuff that play in the movie. Yeah, that's good. Maybe we'll watch that later since yeah. we're hurricaned in together. Yeah. We'll throw it on. Uh, yeah, I just I, like I said, man. I was just bummed out because because I think like we were talking. I think right before we started recording. Anyway, it's just like you know, I just like it. Just be nice to like just go to a concert and just like see some live music right. with some people. You know, especially outside because we're just assuming that music is not going to exist in the fall yeah i mean the way at the way outside venues are plentiful now and then what is it going to be in october it's going to be like those like outdoor heated tents i think i think that's what they'll move to but it's just like yeah it's still indoors though it's like (laughs) that's the heated tents never made sense to me it's like that's still inside when they might go back to limiting numbers of people and all that stuff and so it's like even if you have a heated outdoor tent you can fit what 25 people out there yeah so we'll see what happens, but it was a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer summer. Thanks a lot, Henri. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Thanks French Henri. bastard. <laughs> I hope you're not using these lights. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though, that everything dimmed, but the thing kept recording. Yeah, man, still we press on. Apple, man. That's what I'm saying, Steve Jobs. Steve jo- that was the spirit of Steve Jobs <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the computer itself was okay. It's it's that it's the it's the mixer that I'm worried about. Right. Because the computer, I can run the computer like I can just unplug it. Right. Then, like we're chilling, but yeah, it's a little scary. Thanks, Andre. Yeah. Songs, Andre. Mm. Any <laughs> other any other topics to discuss? I mean, not really. You've been listening to anything else? I'm trying to think if I listen. I've to been going else. hard on the Mastodon too. If oh, we're talking cool. about like you know, crack the sky. Oh, okay. I think that's 2006 or 8. Like 9, yeah. 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 Great. 
And then Leviathan. Leviathan was always my favorite one though, because oh, that's really? like the, the Moby Sludgiest. Dick one. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the I love the the subject matter. Yeah. Because it's all based on Moby Dick. And I there's just, there's this some this sort of like heavy metal thing mm. about Moby Dick that's like badass. I like Blood Mountain the most. That's the one with like the the deer heads on the front. Yeah. No, that's the hunter. No, no, the the hunter well yeah, the hunter has like the deer head on it too, but I thought Blood Mountain has like the Oh yeah, it might have multiple. It looks like animals. yeah, it looks like the it looks like the Jägermeister uh, deer. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that? A uh, it's not a deer. It's a uh, stag. Stag. Yeah, male deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blood Mountain's the one I like. Crack the sky, I like with like the blind wizards or whatever on the yeah, cover. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the three headed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like as far as yeah, as far as. Yeah, as far as let's see the blind wizard sorcerers yeah. <laughs> as as far as like current meaning like the last decade metal music, for me it's like it's Tool, it's Mastodon, and then currently for me Baroness. Those are like yeah. the three bands that I really enjoy because Mastodon and Baroness are much more like the Metallica meets Iron Maiden meets Black Sabbath type of metal music. Yeah. It's a lot more melodic and, and sung and um, it's not just jarring notes and like pummeling. Yeah. It's to me, it's just more traditionally musical. I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, Mastodon is one of those bands that like yeah it just feels it feels authentic in that way yeah. like yeah and it's definitely like carrying like the Metallica torch and the mm. but it's like yeah that beats Black Sabbath and yeah I do. Well, and, I and especially Mastodon. Mastodon since probably I think it was since Crack the Sky it's been three of them singing yeah they and they all like take turns right because it was I want to say for the original couple it was the bass player mostly bass player like two-thirds of the time and then brent brett brent the the lead guitar player sang like one third uh the, isn't he's the one with like the tattoo yeah, on the, the side of his head the, right? one of the guitar players the lead guitar player i guess is the other guy but now bran the drummer has been singing lead all clean like the clean straight on pitch cl- vocals is bran yeah. the the <clears throat> doomy weird like uh kind of like Spooky vocals is the bass player. Troy and then, Sanders, the Troy, bass player. Yeah, and then Brett does more of the like harsh kind of like uh, almost Ozzy-ish kind of vocals. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I like then, Tro- I like Troy because he's hits just like a warbly warlock. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. good though. I love his yeah, stuff. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go, let it yeah, go. yeah, but like yeah, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Uh, and then into the Yang, I guess if we're talking about what we'll be listening to, I downloaded some Jim Croce and some James Taylor, <laughs> just to just to cry, just to cry a little yeah. bit. <laughs> what about Yusuf Islam? Um, Cat Stevens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's another good one. Jade loves Cat Stevens. I'm just, yeah. I, I, I like him, but I, I guess I haven't listened to enough to really get sold. He's on like it. a, he's like a more spiritual Jim Croce. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Jim Croce is a little. He's you know, blue collar. Yeah, he's, he's a little rough man. and tumble kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I he, do like that. My favorite Jim Croce song is that song that's featured in Django Unchained. Um, I have a name. I have a name. Yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah. yeah. Just like the yeah. yeah, I forget the words, but yeah. it's very much that like singer songwriter meets kind of Nashville country, kind of like that Glenn Taylor. Yeah, with you got pedal steel and a little bit of strings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I'm a I'm a uh, photographs and memories. Oh, yeah. Christmas cards you sent to mm-hmm. me. I love yeah. that song. And then also being a dad, you know, I gotta listen to uh, Time in a Bottle because that's yeah. the that's the dad song, uh, son song. You know, uh, I like James Taylor. Yeah, James. I I mean, Sweet Baby James. You can't go wrong with Sweet Baby James. Mm. You know, rockabye. Yeah. 
Sweet baby James. Fire and Rain, Carolina. And it's pretty crazy to think that Mexico. he... Mexico. Like, when he recorded most of those greatest songs, he was just, like, addicted to heroin living on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. It yeah. just To me, it just doesn't sound like the songs yeah. of a man crippled by uh, and heroin really, addiction. really young. Yeah. Like, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Young. Yeah. And it's crazy, though, because, yeah, like, the music itself just sounds like... It's like a warm hug. Yeah. So that's where you're like, Maybe that's the sound of heroin. Yeah. I don't know. I've never done it, so. No, neither have I, but I'm just... I don't know. It just doesn't... I don't know. I guess I just didn't expect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's certain bands that you hear that that are on heroin. You're like, yeah, I can hear that they're on heroin. Right. James Taylor, I just... I don't, because it's so, like... Yeah. It just... It sounds like he's just living his best life. Like... Well, especially now, because he's, like, a khakis and, like, L.L. Bean fleece vest kind yeah, of guy yeah yeah had yeah. <laughs> to be like wait you were wearing bell bottoms and like shooting up <laughs> yeah well right right yeah yeah it's just far out it's interesting yeah. old mud slides slim himself <laughs> <laughs> what uh, was it? the steamroller blues i'm a steamroller baby <laughs> yeah that was just like to make fun of blues it's actually i good. don't know but it's a good song that's what i mean though that's the irony yeah. of it he's like yeah i wrote it because because all of his contemporaries were all doing like yeah. white boy blues, you know. Right. So he was like, "Nah, let me just like, let me write a song to mock it, and then end up having it be just a really yeah. good song anyway." But you know, anyway. Anyway. Well, how you feeling, Jeffrey? I feel good. I keep looking at this uh, large swaying tree in her backyard <laughs> and getting a little worried. Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> her roots run deep. Uh, her limbs are haggard and broken. Oh, no, you got to believe. <laughs> The, vo- the good thing is is there are so many branches that I think if one falls, it'll be caught by another. Oh, okay. So I think that's the thing that we have working for Branch us here. Branch theory. Branch theory. It doesn't help that we are in the most vulnerable room We're during a hurricane. It. We are yeah. literally sitting underneath the shadow of the towering maple. Yeah. But I have maple syrup made from that maple tree. Not here. It's at my dad's house. But Oh. Yeah. I remember you did that. Did it actually come out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The first batch was good. The second batch was sappy. Ooh, it was a bad. Bitter. I think the sap Tasted sat like erasers. The sap, yeah, the sap sat too long, and yeah. I think it went. I think it spoiled. And spoiled uh, sap. Ooh, let me tell you, spoiled sap is bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We also weren't using food safe plastic buckets. We were uh, using just Home Depot buckets, and I'm like, I don't know if this is like the orange buckets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whatever. A bucket's a bucket, but no. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of Henri, too. Yeah. Uh, the bees. I'm also okay. a part-time beekeeper. Well, destroyed. No. What are you, what are well, you we, doing? We had to. We. My dad ran out there this morning because he was like, "Oh shit, the bees!" Yeah. He put up a couple of bricks on top so that way they don't blow open. Okay. Even though, let's be real, man, that wax that they use to to um to seal the whole hive up. The wax that bees use or human beings use? Bees, bees. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the wax that they cuz cuz there's the bee space. There's a music podcast. There's sure. a bee, there's a bee space yeah. that bees will always fill up with like this uh, I think it's called propolis. Okay. Uh it's like the wax that they yep. just basically make everything out of. Uh so and if there's any cracks, they'll like fill it. Okay. If it's if it's if it's if it's uh, larger than what's considered the B space, right? Uh, so what I'm saying is, long story short, is that these hives are basically glued shut anyway. Sure. So, you know, because we've just let that we just set it and forget with it. We just let them be. Oh. <laughs> uh, let them bees. Bees. Um, what is the base of the thing though? It's like on a heavy slab base. Like it's not gonna fly off the ground, is what I mean. Because that's what you're, you gotta be concerned with with these winds. Yeah, the wind coming up. Yeah, there's well, there's a mesh. It's open underneath, so it's yeah. not so. So in other words, wind can pass through the hive. Like it's not like it's right. It's not like it's closed off on the bottom where it'll just lift. But I'm saying 75 mile an hour wind is just gonna blow it over. Um, I Even don't if know. It blows it over though. Whatever. They're yeah, and they're. They'll be fine. They'll be okay, yeah. But for um I mean, if you think about it though, like the uh, the honey ain't honey ain't light, man. That's true. You know what I mean? So like a hive, like a honey super is gonna weigh like maybe close to like fifty, sixty pounds. Yeah. So you know, and there's three yeah. like fifty, sixty pound boxes stacked. Yeah. Or two. Two? Three. 
There's two deeps and then a honey super on top, which is a, it's a, it's not as tall. Right. With 10 frames. So, mm. you know. Well. Bees. Hopefully they survive. <laughs> bees in music. Save the bees. Save the bees. Save the bees. For real. Save the bees. Stop buying almonds. Um, <laughs> stop stop boycott almonds. <laughs> Get in the garage. This has been a music, this is a music podcast. You can see we have no direction today. So if you're still no. listening, we appreciate we're, it. We're windswept by this hurricane. Andre. Andre, Andre. Yeah, yeah. we're fully improvising. It's, this yeah. is jazz. It's today, jazz. It's, it's whose line is it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's whose line? Um, well, either way, yeah. I feel pretty good. You feel pretty good? Yeah, I feel good. So, uh, well, kiss. We'll catch you next time. We'll catch you on the next Farewell Tour, you yeah, bunch of old yeah, farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The end. We won't the- know it's not you. It'll just be other dudes in face paint. They could you very well tell do us. that. Yeah, Whatever. they could very well do that. Nobody would even okay. know anyway. Uh, anyway, well, until next time, guys, get in the garage. See you next time. Ow. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts.